Today's scripture reading comes from the book of John, chapter 11, verse 35. Jesus wept. This is the word of God for the people of God. Good morning. It was brought to my attention by a few of my friends here that since last night was prom and it ran a little late that I should maintain wearing my tuxedo for the, past, for the speech today. And since it is relatively hot under the spotlight here and I was wearing about four or five layers of clothes, who wears a vest anymore these days anyways, I decided to... <laughs> Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> if, if you ever get pictures of last night, you will notice that both Trestle and I, and I are wearing vests, so I'm going to just shut my mouth now and <laughs> get on with the speech. But for those of you who wanted me to wear a tux, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, anyways, my name is Grant Wigman. I am a senior at Northview High School, and next year I will be attending The Ohio State University, majoring in actuarial sciences. Oh, I know, there we go. <laughs> uh, the verse that I had Trussell read just now was my confirmation memory verse. And back when I was getting confirmed, the entire group, all 21 of us, were asked to memorize a verse of our choosing, and we couldn't pick one of the easy ones like John 3.16 or Genesis 1.1. I obviously didn't listen to that, <laughs> so I found a loophole, I guess. But when I was asked to find the meaning of the verse, I honestly struggled. But I luckily had a confirmation mentor, and his name was Bob Knowles. He guided me to find this answer. Through much conversation, he helped me determine that this verse helps point people to not be afraid of emotion. If Jesus, the Son of God, is able to show emotion, then what is to stop mortal beings like ourselves from doing the same? But that was four years ago. And unfortunately for me, I had to apply the verse of Jesus wept so much more than I would have liked to. Bob passed away about a month after helping me analyze that piece of text. And naturally, everybody in SWAT took it really hard. We all had some significant connection with him. And the impact that he had on us and on me is beyond even description of words. But with Bob's passing, I was once again drawn back to my favorite verse, and I became fascinated with its meaning. Why was Jesus weeping? What caused this? The context is actually very simple. For reference, the verse comes directly after Jesus has heard the news that his good friend Lazarus passed away. After this verse, Jesus goes on to call Lazarus out of the grave and create a new beginning. See, a verse this simple, two whole words, has a wealth of knowledge for us. We are told that, like Jesus, we should mourn the troubles of our reality, but we should also use those two simple words as a reminder of hope. Jesus created a better tomorrow after weeping, did he not? So why can't we do the same? While I wrote this speech, I came to realize how many places in my life these two words have appeared. I wept for the reality that I would be without Bob, my greatest mentor in Christ. But then I surged ahead and applied his teachings. 
And I know that I will continue to for the rest of my life. I wept for not getting the chance to go to school or interact in person with my peers for a full two years. But then I used that as an opportunity to forge and strengthen the bonds with those that I held especially close. Even now, I see reality through Jesus' eyes at the time. I see myself being willing to set aside the life that I have here to go to school in Columbus. My friends, my connection, my school, my girl, my church. I can't just bring them with me. It's not that easy. And that's saddening for me. But if the context of this story rings true, then I have a new life. I have a new beginning all ahead of me. I mentioned earlier that this verse was first used in my confirmation class. Back in eighth grade, I was surrounded by a large number of energetic, like-minded youth, and it was truly magical. But time, growing up, and COVID all played a role in breaking up the band. To me, that kind of stinks, but it's also something to metaphorically weep for. And similar to the story of Lazarus, my tears have created something new. Before the pandemic, I loved coming to youth group because of the connections, because of the people. But when people were scarce, I was shown something else. I began to value youth group because of the teachings of hope, the teachings of faith, the teachings of Christ. So while it is heartbreaking that our organization doesn't have the numbers that we once had, our sadness of this change has inspired all of us to become more faithful servants of Christ. And I believe that's wonderful. Jesus wept, but Jesus created something new from his tears. And because we are called to be Christ-like, I find it important that we all know the same. I weep for the losses of our gifted group and what they have sustained. But I also believe that we can build on this because Jesus has shown that we can truly overcome the sadness of our reality. Anyone coming to SWAT is a friend in Christ. And the door is always open. I hope you as a congregation realize how thankful every single one of us is that you've created this opportunity for us. Words in this speech are simply not enough to show it. Four years ago, Bob Knowles challenged me. He challenged me to think outside of the box biblically, and he encouraged me to follow the teachings of Jesus no matter what. And now, in his honor, I pose a similar challenge to each and every one of you. If reality is tough and saddening, I ask for you to weep about it. It may not be physical, but I ask that you express sadness for what is lost. Because by doing this, you can create a better tomorrow, just as God did, and just as he intends for all of us to do for the rest of our lives. Thank you.